The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. As the crowd was listening, Jesus went on to tell a parable. Because he was near Jerusalem and because they supposed that the kingdom of God was to appear immediately. So Jesus said, A nobleman went to a distant country to get royal power for himself and then return. He summoned ten of his slaves and gave them ten pounds and said to them, Do business with these until I come back. But the citizens of his country hated him and sent a delegation after him saying, We do not want this man to rule over us. When he returned, having received royal power, he ordered these slaves to whom he had given the money to be summoned so that he might find out what they had gained by trading. The first came forward and said, Lord, your pound has made ten more pounds. The nobleman said to him, Well done, good slave, because you have been trustworthy in a very small thing, take charge of ten cities. Then the second came, saying, Lord, your pound has made five pounds. The nobleman said to him, And you rule over five cities. Then the other came, saying, Lord, here is your pound. I wrapped it up in a piece of cloth, for I was afraid of you. Because you are a harsh man, you take what you did not deposit and reap what you did not sow. The nobleman said to him, I will judge you by your own words, you wicked slave. You knew, did you, that I was a harsh man, taking what I did not deposit and reaping what I did not sow? Why then did you not put my money into the bank? Then when I returned, I could have collected it with interest. The nobleman said to the bystanders, Take the pound from him and give it to the one who has ten pounds. And they said to him, Lord, he has ten pounds. The nobleman said, I tell you, to those who have, more will be given. But from those who have nothing, even what they have will be taken away. But as for these enemies of mine who did not want me to be king over them, bring them here and slaughter them in my presence. After Jesus had said this, he went on ahead, going up to Jerusalem. The Gospel of the Lord. In today's first reading from Second Maccabees, we have this wonderful story of this woman with her seven sons who resist to the point of martyrdom the force that's being exerted upon them by King Antiochus IV, who is trying to wipe out Judaism and make the Jews become pagans. Notice what she relies on here. First and foremost, what we would call general revelation. She looks at creation itself and she knows that it must have come from the one God. And then from that, she is able to not only know the existence of God, but love God to the point of laying down her life. She says, it was not I who gave you life and breath, speaking to her sons, nor I who set in order the elements within each of you, the creator of the world who shaped the beginning of the human race and devised the origin of all things, will in his mercy give life and breath back to you since you now forget yourselves for the sake of his laws. She's reasoning that the power that God must have had to bring the whole of creation into being from nothing 
would be exercised once again to bring her and her sons back from the dead to not only life but eternal life in glory. This is a challenge for us today because we not only have just general revelation, but we have the science now to back it up. More and more scientific discoveries are confirming just the splendor of the universe and the great design, the fine-tuning in every element of the constants and the quantities from the macrocosm of the universe that's ever-expanding, which, if we reason back, means there had to be a beginning in the finite past, to the smallest microcosm of the cell, particularly the DNA molecule, which has packed in it libraries of information, which has just been discovered in the last century. And not only information, but digital information, genetic code, in a very specific way, right at the beginning of life. We have more reason to believe in this general revelation, which again points to God and his power. But she also relies on the revealed law of the Mosaic Code that was given to Moses on Mount Sinai. The first commandment being, you shall serve no other gods. So she has both, and she reasons from that and is able to lay down her life knowing that God has the power to give it back to her and her sons. This brings us to the Gospel, Luke chapter 19, presenting this parable. The other Gospels do it in their way. But he begins by indicating that the crowd supposed that the kingdom of God was going to appear immediately. Now the crowd wanted the kingdom to come in such a way that it would overthrow the Roman Empire and restore Israel to its former glory. Jesus is going to tell this parable about a nobleman who goes away for a long time, which indicates that the kingdom in its final form of glory will not come immediately. But then he goes on to indicate what the responsibility is of each of us in that interim between his ascension and his second coming in glory. And he tells the parable that each of these three servants are given the same amount, 10 pounds. Now a pound would be four months' wages, so 40 months' wages is a huge gift. And they're given the task of trading with this money to produce much more. And we know what happens. The one who produces another 10 is put in charge of 10 cities, the one who made five more put in charge of five cities. The one who is afraid and hides the talent is condemned. And then the nobleman gives the lesson to all those who have, more will be given. For from those who have nothing, even what they have will be taken away. Now, Jesus is telling this parable to us today because we've been given many, many gifts, talents and charisms and We've been given the gift of faith, which this woman in the first reading had, and look what she did with her gift. And what we're called to do now is use these gifts and our faith, nourished not only by the Old Testament, law of Moses, but now the teaching of Christ, the Gospels, the Church, the infilling of the Holy Spirit through the sacraments, the lives of the saints, and on and on, to use that in a way that we build up the kingdom now, and especially in our family of parishes, when we have this splendid opportunity 
to come together and use the gifts we have, share them with one another so that we present this great revelation that we have been given to those who yet have not received it. And then the lesson is for us as well, for all those who have more will be given. And he's talking now about eternal life. And that's the great reward that we all strive for. This brings us to the saint of the day, Saint Elizabeth of Hungary. She was born in 1207 and married into royalty. Her and her husband lived a happy married life. And she was especially concerned to use the gifts that she had been given for the poorest of the poor. So she built hospitals to care for the needy and the sick. And when her husband died of the plague, she, having made provision for her children, then entered the third order of St. Francis and spent her days caring for the sick and the aged. And she was renowned for her prayer life as well. That's what nourished all of this. She was a great woman of prayer. Her works of charity just kept multiplying and multiplying, and she used all of the resources that she was left by her husband for the sake of the poor. Now, of course, she's the patron saint of Catholic charities, and she's been given her reward in heaven. So we have all of this presented to us this morning, and the question is, what are we going to do with it? Will we nourish our faith through prayer? Will we call upon the Holy Spirit to continue to build up in us the gifts so that as we use them, we're given more. We use them again, and the whole of the kingdom that we are within, which is our family of parishes, is built up and built up. Well, let us ask our saint, Elizabeth of Hungary, to pray for us and meditate closely on our readings today, which are very challenging. And I know that we're being called to pray every day for our family, and I encourage you to do that. Let us have faith that God, who began a good work in us, will carry it on to completion and give us the reward that he has earned for us, eternal life. We give all praise and glory to God.